0: That's IXL.com be. I was talking with a principal last week, and she said, Man, it would be great if I could work less than 60 hours. And I realize I've been keeping a secret from you. I do work less than 60 hours at work, and it's pretty awesome. I'd like to share that with you because it's so powerful. So if you go to transformativeprinciple.org idealweek, you can sign up for my mini course to figure out how you can shave a ton of time off of your work week. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. Emergencies are no longer emergencies and being planful and mindful has changed the way I work. So go to transformativeprinciple.org idealweek and check it out. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm really excited to have Adam Beauchamp on uh, the podcast today. He's awesome, doing a lot of the same things that I'm doing here in Kodiak. He's doing down in Oklahoma. So for the first part of our episode, we really talk about some of the things that he's doing, how he's setting things up, the processes that he went through, how he changed his schedule in the middle of the school year. I mean, come on, that's brilliant. It's crazy. I love it. So think about the anxiety that you get when you think about changing your schedule in the middle of the year and this guy did it inspiring so enjoy uh this interview with him he's uh fantastic and thank you so much for listening to transformative principle i really appreciate it please uh share this with somebody who could use it and benefit from it and i appreciate your listening to this and have a, a great day listening to this interview Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am so excited to have Adam Beauchamp on the phone today and uh, talking about RTI and stuff at his school. This is going to be a great conversation. And Adam, did I say your last name right? I... Bochamp. yes, sir. Yep. Beauchamp. All right, cool. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about you being a principal in Oklahoma?
1: You bet. Sure. Principal at Waller Middle School. It's in Enid, Oklahoma. It's, uh, we're in a town of about 50,000 people out in northwest Oklahoma. It's, it's very rural where we are, but uh, we are considered a, an urban district. Um, our school has... 733 students currently in it. We've got a staff of 76 with 37 um, certified teachers. There's three middle schools in our district. Um, We are the largest. We've got one with about 400 students and one with about five. Uh, This is my fourth year here as the principal of Walmart Middle School. Two years before that, I was an assistant at our high school and then in town, and then b- before that I've served in several different roles in a couple different states and we've lived in the Tulsa area we lived in Tennessee and Houston and Dallas and southeast Oklahoma and um, so've got a lot of uh, different experiences from different places uh, but currently here in unit for six years and here at Waller for, for the past four
0: awesome well that that sounds like a lot of great experience and I first heard about you when you were on William Parker's Principle Matters podcast. And uh, he was talking to you and doing like a bunch of questions. You've got a ton of good stuff going on. There's a link in the show notes at transformativeprinciple.org to that interview with Adam. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But you took about one minute on something that I am very interested and passionate about. And that's your RTI tutorial tutoring and uh, extensions. And so I wanted to talk to you about that today. And so people who are listening can go look at or listen to the interview with Will Parker, and then we'll go deep into the RTI process and, and some of the cool things you're doing. Does that sound good?
1: You bet, you bet. Fire away, and, and uh, we we get into it. The kind of now just kind of our overview with that. We are a PLC district. Um, you know, it's our goal to have all of our staff trained. And, and you mentioned Mike Matos, and uh, we went to a couple of his his trainings um, with a Solution Tree. Unfortunately, here for the past two years, we haven't been able to to offer. That professional development as a staff, we've had, uh, and I don't know, probably like everybody else in the country, we've had some statewide budget cutbacks, and in part of that has been professional development. So, my first couple years, uh, we took about ten staff members every year, and we went to that, um, and then as a staff, just really getting and, and looking at what we offer to to students uh, within our class periods, and then really as a building with our schedule. How can we make sure that that we're offering students that on-time intervention and meeting their needs? And we felt we weren't doing that as part of our PLC process. So we were fortunate enough, we sent four of our staff members um, specifically to Dallas to get some RTI training. They went down there for the three-day boot camp and Mm -hmm. came back and, and met with them. And it was late October, early November and having some conversations. And really, it started off with planning for next year Um, and this was three and a half years ago well next year we need to do this next year we need to do that next year we can get this going and and really we kind of stopped ourselves in the middle of that conversation and saying you know why do we need to wait till next year if if we know this is what's going to be best for kids and it might be muddy and it might be messy but why don't we sit here and and plot and plan and, and attack this thing right now so we took some time that November and a little bit of December and uh, we were fortunate enough we were able to to bring some substitutes in and we took those four teachers and we pulled all of our core subject area uh, uh, teachers for a day we gave them a day during their contract work hours and set aside and and really had those crucial conversations about what were those uh, essential standards and skills and and plotted some we still have the giant paper sheets that we talked about what are those things that we believe in that all kids need to learn and we changed our schedule. Mid year. We came back in January and added in a 30 minute remediation period. And, and we did it initially three days a week. We changed our schedule around where every Monday, and we still do this, we've got a 30 minute time block. And the, the, on the Monday, we have an all school assembly. And we do some things in there to um, celebrate where we are and, and come together and, and create that, that team and that family environment. It's a pep rally. It's informational. It's organizational, those kind of different things. And whether it's our own student speakers or staff or outside speakers, we typically have a speaker or a video. Um, and then the other three days we started off, we did RTI with them. And I'll talk to people about RTI, and some people are hard and fast and exactly what it is. I think ours is definitely a hybrid of, of a couple different things but our teams we meet in plcs um, every week Um, typically they're every wednesday and then we look at those skills and those standards and what's being met and uh, we assign kids it changes those those class schedules change every week Uh, more kids and we do it through google Um, we fill out a google form our kids and our math and, and english teachers they have priority weeks um, where they get to pick those students based off of those skills um, and we assign them in those small group classes and then we have our non-core teachers a lot of them um, run computer labs and we're we've gone one-to-one this semester all of our students have a chromebook where we used to have to go to computer labs now those students just report to specific teachers classes and we have kids doing some, some fluency work, some drilling practice. We've got a couple computer-based um, programs that those students are, are utilizing, so we don't have to expect, whether it's our PE teacher or our science teacher, to teach those math skills. Uh, they're in there helping to monitor and facilitate those computer programs. But our math and English teachers are doing those core interventions with direct instruction in small groups, and that might be six kids, it might be 12 kids. Those teachers get to pick every week of what kids they want and how many kids that they want in there on those lessons. And then... Um, so we've got one group in the in the small group, direct instruction remediation. We've got a second group in the computer-based, and those are, you know, approximately 25 or so kids in those classes. And then we've got a third group of kids who are at mastery level in all those areas, and they're in enrichment courses. Um, and, and we've done it different every year. This year... We've got uh, 12 different courses. They're week-long courses. So each of those 12 teachers who have an enrichment course, they design one week. It's actually four days, a a lesson unit. And then they repeat that um, for for those 12 weeks. So it's not intense on those teachers where they have to come up with a whole other plan and create a whole lesson plan. At the start of each semester, they just come up with a unit, and they they teach it for 12 weeks in a row because those kids rotate every 12 weeks in in that enrichment in kids that are in the rti and in the computer-based they hopefully ideally they get to go into that at some time or another and we just fit them on a rotation but the students who are in there get 12 weeks and some of it is is very subject-based um, we're doing some deep dives in the constitution along things in our history class our science class they're doing some experimentation stuff where she gives them some supplies and they got to come up with a, a way to solve solve some problems and then they get go through the um, design model and it's it's a lot of failure for them but it's a lot of fun of figuring out the process and we've got yoga classes and We've got fitness classes and different things for those kids that are doing it. So that's, that's kind of the three things. And that's a, a, an overview. And I know you'll have some very specific questions. And
0: Oh, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> so so that's, kind
1: of, that's kind of what we do in an overview. So you tell me where you want to go next.
0: Yeah, well, I love the idea of not waiting for next year. So let's go back and break that down a little bit. How do you change your schedule in the middle of the year? Because that is a big thing. What kinds of things do you suggest for principals who are interested in doing that? How do you get your team on board? How do you make it? something that's manageable? How do you get your counselor on board? Because that's going to be a huge amount of work for the counselor schedule and everybody. How did you go about that process?
1: Sure. Really for us, it was very, very minimal on our counselor because what we did, we took five minutes out of all of our classes um, to give us another 30 minute period within the day. So really it was just changing our bell schedule to say, hey, we're going to have 30 minutes. And initially in that period right now for us, It's right between 3rd and 4th hour. Our 4th hour is our lunch period, so when we finish 3rd hour at 10.40, we've got a 5-minute passing period, and then from 10.45 to 11.15, we go into our um, RTI period. And nothing goes into our schedule where our counselors have to upload and and create a new class for them. That would be extremely difficult because it changes every single week. So what we use for that, um, we use Google. Um, We've got a, a Google form that has all of our kids listed on it. And then in our PLCs, those teachers go and they pick those kids who they want, uh, they want to select for their classes, and then they designate who they want to assign to those computer labs. And then whoever's left that that are at mastery, then we sort those kids and we put them in those 12 different classes. So going back, you know, how did we convince everybody? And that's what's, what's great about our staff is through the PLC process of going about how do we find a way to serve these kids? I tell you, I think one of the, the most difficult things for a teacher is, you know, how do you keep moving forward yet? How do you go back and remediate those kids? So, it wasn't hard to convince our staff because it was about giving them 30 minutes a day to go back and meet the needs of the kids who weren't getting there, but also at the same time convincing them that, hey, we weren't cheating the ones that, that were getting it, that were mastering it. We could offer some challenging things for them. And getting to that now, we didn't start off that way. I tell you who really we didn't service the first year were, were those kids who were getting it. What we did with those guys initially is we brought them into the auditorium. We had a couple different teachers in there and the plan was um, to do some different things and, and simulate some Ted talks and have some speakers and I would To hopefully educate, but really it was to kind of keep them busy, and we ended up um, tweaking that a little bit, and we did some test prep, some kind of ACT prep. We used some different apps where they were all able to get involved, and I don't know if anybody's familiar with Kahoot, but we let them all log in, and we did some... trivia nice. challenges in our <laughs> library, in our excuse me, in our auditorium. So we had a couple hundred kids in there, and they all had their devices, and it was—I'd say it was productive. Um, and I wouldn't say 100% because it was a, a large group, and anytime you got a couple hundred kids in there, it's a little bit more difficult to keep 100% of them engaged. But we had a good fun group with those guys, and I would say we were, you know, offering a service to them. But I really like where we are now, where those kids are in a class, and it's a, a teacher-led, and we are challenging them academically and there's different um, rotations we we're big enough where we get to offer quite a few electives but there's still several that we don't get to offer and expose kids to and by having this enrichment time we get uh, 12 different things that these kids wouldn't get to experience that they get to experience so yeah convincing the staff early on they really convinced themselves by just having those challenging questions you know looking at those four things from PLC on what do we want them to know and what do we do when we do and don't and say hey you know we, we need to do this we need to to change some schedule up so was it hard on the counselor no because it was all done in our plcs on on google forms the real worry was okay what's going to be the chaos of kids going to a different place every day from 10.45 to 11.15. Are they, are they going to go hide? Are they going to act like they don't know where to go? We share that same form with them so they know they can look it up on their Chromebook or their devices. We also post it up in a couple different places in our hallway so they can see that in our lobby in a couple of different halls where they know where to go. And it's just, and initially um, it was very minimal with kids. And then now it's just what we do and uh, they know to be prepared and they look and they go to that class. We, we used to change it every, uh, where they would change all the time. Now we, we assign it to them for a week. So they know where they're going and they're there for a week.
0: Yeah. So I I love the evolution that you're sharing. And a lot of people would think that We need to start out like as deliver something that's as good as it can be. And that's what you did. And it just wasn't good enough yet. So you kept reiterating and changing it. And, you know, being able to say, like, we did this thing that wasn't really servicing the kids who were getting it. I think that that's a really powerful approach because it's easy to think that that those kids are already on pace. And so we can. Do something where we're just keeping them busy and you're absolutely right. That doesn't work and we can't fall into that trap of just keeping them busy. We need to find productive things for them to be doing if we don't want to deal with the behavior issues and them being upset that they're doing something that's boring all the time
1: yeah we're getting cheated and really i I think the other thing is not falling into trap because i think as schools and and, and as humans it's easy for us to do the opposite and say you know well this isn't a perfect plan we better not implement something until we have all the answers and and all the what-ifs and and sometimes you just got to jump in jethro and get after it and start figuring out those issues as you go through the process because when we first started you know there were some questions it wasn't you know not everybody felt exactly perfect about what we were doing it's you know. There was. I still remember having some pretty crucial conversations around our big conference teacher was with some staff that are adamant that you know our kids can't handle it. And what about okay, we've got this population of special ed kids, and you're going to change their schedule for a couple days? I mean, for. Every week for a couple of different days, how are they going to know where to go? I mean, they got to have routine and they got to have habit. And and we just went on and we went down that road. And and some of the things that we thought were issues didn't become issues. And some of the things that we had um, questions for, they worked themselves out. Or we figured out. I think sometimes you got to be in the moment and you got to be doing that stuff um, to come up with some of those answers. And and honestly, some of that stuff comes from our kids and and um, some of the parents and then some of the staff that say, hey, you know what? Here's a question I have. Oh, I didn't even know that you didn't feel like you were getting serviced. Well, let's let's start adding in some some trivia and let's start adding some this, and then we, like you know what? That's just the same thing we're doing all the time. And really, our our enrichment came about. We're a club school. We've done um, some maker space activities and some clubs, and we've had a lot of success with with kids experiencing some success in the school building that they have it and we're like how can we bring that include that in our RTI process so it used to be something separate and now it's during that same time where we are challenging those kids on the high end and they're feeling good about it but it's also a time where RTI has done some some good where you know you have always going to have that 4.0 student who um, struggled on a skill or a lesson that needs to go back and, and sit in that small group and get RTI and there's eight kids in there, and those kids typically struggle, and they're like, well, what's Johnny doing in here? Johnny never has trouble acting. He's not a tutoring kid. He didn't act. Well, I mean, everybody needs some help at certain times in certain places, so getting those kids around some of those others has been a positive experience for us, too.
0: Yeah, I love that approach, Adam. I think that's so powerful. And, you know, I one of the challenges that we faced also is, our our kids can't handle this, and we just push through that. And I imagine that's essentially what you did as well. Is you just gotta say, okay, if it doesn't work, we'll find a way to help them. But we just gotta we gotta move. Is that how you overcame some of the objections? Is just inertia moving forward?
1: Yeah, we've got to go, and I mean, and we can sit here and theorize and talk, but we've got to act, and and what are we going to do? And we were able to solve some of those issues by talking through them, and some of them were like, hey, we don't know if that's accurate until we go through the process, so let's go through the process. And I I remember looking back after that first week, and myself and one other staff member who were kind of having that that conversation about can they handle it, can they not handle it, looking around after the first couple minutes of that first Mm -hmm. RTI period where – kids just had to figure out and know where they were going because it wasn't on their schedule it was either something on their google form that they could look up or, or in one of those three places on the walls and the halls were empty and kids where they were supposed to be and you could walk around <laughs> and, and just smiling and knowing, man, kids are in there and this and, and, and this is a very, very productive time that kids felt uh, that they weren't getting left behind. Staff felt that they were able to go back um, and could go back because they know on their pacing calendar how fast they had to be going and, and what they had to get taught by the end of the year. But they also know, hey, when I gave that last assessment, I had 12 kids that they're still clueless and, and what do I do for them? And not cheat those other kids when second hour rolls around tomorrow. Well, do know that right after third hour, you got that RTI time. You can call those 12 kids in and you can get after it. And those other 20 kids are um, either going to be in a computer lab or or getting some type of remediation. So I think it's a feel good for everybody that they know their needs um, are getting met, that everywhere, whatever your level are, your needs are getting met.
0: So that was a great interview. With Adam, uh, that was just the first half and we're gonna talk next week about how they figure out how to make adjustments after the fact and and I'll share some of the things that I'm doing that compares with his and uh, just really great stuff, please check out the the show notes at transformativeprinciple.org, dot org and I appreciate you being part of the program. If you haven't checked out my email course of how to do how to just dis- make your ideal week save yourself a ton of time then please check that out because it is fantastic. And I got to tell you, as I've been implementing my ideal week in my calendar, I've been so much more productive and able to get so much more done. And it's a really powerful, powerful thing to help you be the best leader that you can be. So thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Oh yeah, you get that at transformativeprinciple.org. Just sign up for the email list and that'll be easy. Thanks. Transformative Principal is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers' time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute.